going to take some time right now to talk with Sangamon County Clerk Don Gray. The Illinois General Assembly this afternoon passed an expanded vote-by-mail program, pretty dramatically expanded, in fact, uh, despite Republican concerns, one, about cost, and two, about the potential for fraud. County Clerk Don Gray, thanks for joining us here live this afternoon. We appreciate it. It's my pleasure. It's nice to be here. Be- before we get into that, I want to just ask you, though, just about the, the clerk's office operations. The county building's been closed to the public. Right. Ha- have you or any of your staff actually been working in the office? Are you working from home? What What are you able to do or what are you not able to do at this point? Yeah, it's a combination really of all of that. I think the challenge for us has been that our systems weren't really built to be remote. So we had to kind of dig deep and figure out how we could do that. You know, we've, we've got a limited staff. You know, we've got uh, some staff in every day in every division. Uh, management is mostly on board all of the time. And, and staff from home that's working remotely and processing all of our services. You know, I've, I'm proud to report that I don't believe that there's been a single request or service of our office that hasn't been taken care of even in light of this unique environment that we've been operating in. Particularly, though, with elections, that seems like it would be challenging because you, yeah. you've made a point over the years of talking about the fact that your uh, election systems are, are closed loops. You know, there's there's no uh, outside entry to it. That's how you avoid things being hacked. That's how you ensure the integrity yeah. of elections. So I've been able to deal with that during this situation. Yeah, you kind of go back in time a little bit. You know, just a couple of days after the primary, the governor stood up and issued the stay-at-home order. There was a tremendous amount of things that the election authorities needed to complete just to close that primary alone. You know, there were still the vote-by-mail ballots that were postmarked the day of the election that were received 14 days after that needed to be processed and added to the vote totals if they were qualified. You know, we had to we had to go through our accounting processes or audit processes that are mandated by the State Board of Election. And, and then most importantly, we had to update voter history. And all of those things got done on a rotational basis of staff and us digging deep to get it done. I'm very proud of them. Uh, and you're right, Jim, you know, staying abreast to, you know, the ever-evolving world of elections and cybersecurity and now the concerns about how we're going to operate to have a safe, secure, and healthy election in November has uh, really been on the forefront of our minds. But collectively between, you know, county clerks working together, the State Board of Elections, the legislature, the governor's office, you know, the, the federal players involved, you know, we've really worked through what we believe can be a really great way of operating elections of the future that is going to accomplish the goal and be safe and secure and healthy for all. So that brings us to November of 2020. And again, we don't know what the pandemic is going to look like at that point. We don't know if we're going to see another spike this fall. So in anticipation of that, lawmakers have been pushing for expansion of vote by mail. But it has to be noted, vote by mail isn't anything new. And it's something you do in pretty substantial numbers every election. Are you able to to quantify how many ballots uh, are, are submitted by mail each election? Yeah, so, you know, specific to Sangamon County, we're more of a traditionalist county. We we cast ballots at a much higher percentage in, in polling place on Election Day. You know, that's the, the bulk of our ballots are cast on Election Day. You know, our, our culture being the, the, the seat of, of government, the state capital, a lot of us are in and around the, 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 the business of government and politics and been a part of campaigns. We, we want to go cast a ballot in polling place. You know, early voting has really grown, you know, in the last decade and a half. And we put a lot of interest into that and a lot of marketing into that to try and organically get that to grow. And it has happened. The least participated part here in Sangamon County has been vote by mail. It hasn't been the piece 
that our constituency has gravitated to. We cast in you know our largest of elections, which are presidential, you know, uh, vote by mail ballots. About ten percent, ten to twelve percent of them come from vote by mail. That's very small. Uh, so this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, in the final uh, final outcome to how ballots were cast in the November general election. Talking with Sangamon County Clerk Don Gray, and under this provision, you'll have to basically send out applications for mail-in ballots to everybody who cast a ballot in the last couple of elections going back to uh, to 2018. Uh, so that's going to be a pretty sizable undertaking. Uh, and I know one of the issues was cost. Uh, have you uh, looked yet at what that will add to, to your cost of, of the November 2020 election to have to send that out and potentially, you know, get ballot, you know, send ballots out to a substantial number of those people? Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty heavy fiscal impact statewide. And, you know, we operate elections at the local level, and all of us have varying different degrees of capability. You know, there, it, it's hard to compare, like, the size of a jurisdiction of Cook County to that of Sangamon County. You know, but specific to us, you know, we're, this isn't really just about mailing applications only. You know, there's, there's an anticipation that there's going to be a natural organic growth of requests of vote by mail because of the COVID environment in which we find ourselves. That growth in vote by mail, again, I was talking about it's unique for us in Sangamon County, requires a lot of other elements, you know, the labor in order to process, the number of new election judges and people to process a higher level of all of that internally, the forms and types of equipment we use to do that. You know, when we're doing a lot more, a lot more ballots by mail internally in the office, you know, we're, we're using, you know, the, the, the possibility of, of higher capacity, quicker uh, um tabulating machines. You know, we utilize uh, an M100 vote tabulation machine. You know, if you just do the math alone, you can tabulate one ballot every three seconds. You can kind of see the complexity of what it takes. When we're going from 10 to 12 percent to an anticipation of somewhere between 30 to 50 percent of our ballots being cast by mail, that's a substantial challenge in figuring out how to properly process, validate, secure, and tabulate in a short period of time in advance of an election. We have a 40-day window where it opens up. Most of those ballots usually don't come back until about 14 days in, in front of the election, and we got to get it done. And it, it takes time, and it takes people to do that. So that's really the bulk of the expense. It's not so much the mailing. You know, the, the applications in themselves, certainly that's an additional expense to us. We're, we're anticipating, you know, a field of about 90,000 applications that will need to go out countywide. Uh, you know, that that can add up, you know, uh, with what we need to, you know, put inside that envelope and, and, and get out to people. So it's a full package from printing to processing to validating to equipment to properly handling, et cetera, that comes into that those numbers that we're anticipating. And, Don, I know you have uh, safeguards that you put in place for, for the uh, number of vote-by-mail ballots you get in a typical election, and obviously – a much bigger number. You have to have those same safeguards for all of those. Uh, can you give us just the, the, the quick summary version of how you ensure yeah. uh, that vote by mail ballots are yeah. indeed not fraudulent, that they are have been filled out by the appropriate person, so on and so forth? So I think the comfort in this particular situation, you know, there's, there's lots of discussion about expansion of vote by mail. This, this is really, I see this more of, of more of an opportunity to market the existing platform of how we operate vote by mail. You know, we're, we're putting out more opportunity for people to take advantage of it. Doesn't mean that they will. 
you have to put in perspective that for years, candidates, third party, you know, the parties, third party uh, organizations that have interests in elections put out applications all the time to all kinds of voters, enticing them, trying to vote by mail to get your voters in early. This isn't really new to us. Putting another application out and putting it out there is going to help expose the opportunity more regular to those that can take advantage of it and make the connection that this might make sense for me in light of my concerns about my health and going into a polling place. Um, So, you know, uh, we're in the confines of how we always operate. You know, you have to have an intention to want to vote by mail. You have to application your way into the process. You have to be a qualified registered voter already of our jurisdiction. When you receive, if those if, if those signatures match uh, from the request to the system of your voter registration signature, we send you the ballot, you know, and then you vote your ballot and you return that ballot to us in what we call a certification envelope. And a certification envelope has two primary pieces to it other than your ballot inside. You are, again, are going to affix your signature to that certification envelope that you cast it. And we're going to compare that signature to the application and then to your voter registration signature on file to the certification envelope. All three must match for us to be able to move forward and process that ballot as qualified. In addition to that, there's kind of there's kind of custody of, of control, of the ballot stuff on it as well. There's affidavit to how that ballot's been returned to us. If you return to us directly through the U.S. mail, you know, we've, we've gone from the voter to a, a third party qualified United States Postal Service to the authority. If you decide to return it yourself in, in, in person, you are returning your ballot in person and you will sign that application of the, of the envelope that you, re, that you return it to us and we will take it over the counter. And thirdly, if you wish to have someone third party return it, you have to sign that you want them to return it. The person that is returning it is giving us their information of who they are and they're signing the document as well. So we've got an accounting of the control of custody of the ballot all the way through. We always want to maintain that high level of custody. And Illinois has always had a good program to that, ensuring that you are who you are who cast the ballot and that it was returned appropriately and there's transparency to how. And we always want to maintain that in light of some of the programs we've seen or things that have happened in other states that are problematic to the integrity of our system. So with those safeguards, uh, because this has been described by people from President Trump all the way down as just simply ripe for fraud, how common is vote-by-mail fraud in Sangamon County statewide? Is this something that happens? Yeah, look, it's, it's rare in Sangamon County. We go above and beyond of ensuring that there's complete transparency to the process, that, that all of the things that are necessary by law, that you application in to receive your ballot, that your underlining signatures match that to your registration, that in return the certification envelope signatures match, and that we know the custody of control of the ballot issues from the affidavits who are involved in that. So I I know that we do things very well here in Sangamon County. But, you know, look, you know, things things can happen, and there can be bad players that try and leverage bad things. You know, there's a lot of moving pieces involved in this. There's a lot of passion, and there's a lot at stake in it. You know, I, I think it would be not not correct to say that 
that bad actors have been a part of this process before in the past. And I can't speak for other states that kind of came to the wells that are different in their integrity controls of what we do. But we need to make sure that those types of things don't seep into our systems here in Illinois, and specifically in Illinois, in Sangamon County. And we will work wholeheartedly with keeping eyeballs on the system to ensure that those things don't happen. And if they do, those players will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Sangamon County Clerk Don Gray, appreciate your time. Good to talk to you. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks, Mal.